Hey, I'm Kelsey Zeiser. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast from Light Reading where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. Today I'm talking with Light Reading's Teresa Krasova about plans UK operators have to turn off their 2G and 3G networks. We discuss the timelines for shutting down these networks, what it could mean for subscribers, and what the energy saving benefits will be. In addition, we also chat about the impact sunsetting 3G will have on future 5G deployments. Hey, Teresa, how's it going? Hi, Kelsey, good things, how are you? Good, welcome back to What's the Story? So uh, you recently um, wrote a really interesting article on the UK on the service providers preparing to turn off their 2G and 3G networks. Um, before we you know, really dive into that, can you talk a little bit about why it's important to turn off those uh, you know, older generations? Um, yeah, absolutely. So there's quite a few reasons, actually, because obviously this is technology that has been around for like a really long time now. And so it is not as good in many ways as some of the new generations like 4G or 5G. So one of the big reasons is that it's just not as energy efficient as some of the newer generations, which I think is something we can talk about in more detail later. But also it kind of because spectrum obviously is a kind of limit, there's limited availability that kind of telcos can use and it's often very expensive. So um, if you free up the frequencies that are currently being used by 2G and or 3G, it allows companies to basically make better use of that spectrum and kind of refarm it and use it for 4G or 5G. So that's kind of um, another big reason why that's, um, yeah, why that's good. Yeah, um, it's a good case where recycling actually works. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. we can actually reuse something so that's nice um yeah. so what what's the status on uh the progress of sunsetting 2g and 3g in the uk um i know you also have a chart in your article which we'll link to um which kind of outlines uh when when we can expect some of those to be turned off but maybe give us just an overview of that uh yeah absolutely so obviously in the uk you have four big mobile network operators um Three of them um, have announced basically deadlines for sunsetting 3G, which, um, so one of them is three, that's the name, and they are planning to sunset 3G by um, the end of 2024, um, the smallest one, um, the biggest, um, sorry, I'm going about this in the wrong order, um, the largest operator is EE, which is owned by BT, kind of, which is obviously big um, UK telecoms company and they are planning to sunset 3g by 2024 um and vodafone is also um, planning to do that by early 2024 so the fourth operator is o2 which has not yet really set a target um they're the last ones um but basically oh sorry they have kind of so there is a target in the uk um, for all operators to switch off both 3G and 2G. So up until now, I've just been talking about 3G, but to switch off both um, by 2033. But obviously, there's kind of still some time away, but O2 has said that they are kind of still expecting to comply with this deadline. Um, okay, so it sounds like a lot of them are planning in the next um, 
you know, 12 months or so to, to sunset it. Um, so what are some of the challenges to turning off uh, 2G and 3G? And ultimately, what does that mean for subscribers that might still be um, on those networks? Um, yeah, absolutely. So first of all, maybe just to explain why 3G is going to be sunsetted before, three, before 2G. So 2G currently, there's a lot of kind of IoT and machine to machine type of communication stuff that is connected to it, um, including, for example, smart meters, um, which is quite, which is why um, it's a bit more challenging to turn off 2G than 3G, which is why it's kind of expected to run for longer, actually, even though it seems a little bit counterintuitive, given that it's older. Um, so there's a kind of biggest setback there. Um, and yeah, I think for both, we'll kind of let's talk about 3G since that's kind of the one that's going to come sooner. Um, obviously, like one of the biggest challenges is to make sure that people who are kind of um, you who maybe don't have access to 4G and 5G um, can remain connected. So it's kind of about communicating with the customers, etc. There's also obviously a need to have a sufficient coverage of um, the newer mobile and mobile generations to um, to ensure that kind of no one is left behind. Um, there's also another kind of issue, and I don't really address this too much in the article, but I'm planning to kind of in a nearish future to write something about it as well. There's another challenge kind of around um, roaming because if you have because obviously. Currently, a lot of voice traffic happens over the older networks, 2G and 3G. And once both of them are switched off, everyone kind of needs to be migrated to voice over IMS or voice over LTE, which means that, um, yeah, you kind of need to make sure that people are, um, people have phones that are compatible with this. But also for people who are roaming, who are coming to the UK, for example, after the switch is completed, um, maybe they, you know, potentially if they're coming from networks where you don't have um, where you don't have voice over LTE yet. Um, yeah, it's kind of an issue. Um, and also you need to actually have the roaming agreements in place to make sure that people can access the networks. So yeah, there's still some work to be done. Yeah, yeah, not not an easy switch off for sure. Uh, <laughs> and I know there's also some, um, you know, energy uh, savings benefits to turning off 3G. Can you talk a little bit about what those are and, you know, how that makes for more um, energy efficient uh, operations? Um, yeah, absolutely. So basically, um, you get quite a few kind of different um, metrics or different estimates. Uh, I know that kind of um, from what... Um, from what some of the operators are saying, it's kind of, for example, 3G, what EE says is that 3G still accounts for up to 35% of the total power used in their network. Um, but it actually represents kind of less than 0.6% of all downloaded data. So there's a big discrepancy there between how much it's used and how much power it consumes. And it's obviously kind of, um, yeah, there's one kind of um, thing, it's analysis Mason estimate, which says that um, MNOs can save up to 40% at each macro side by switching off 2G and 3G. 
but I think it kind of depends slightly on how, um, yeah, on the macro side, basically. Um, so yeah, there's other kind of estimates. Uh, Vodafone, for example, said that 5G massive MIMO is around 15 times more energy efficient than 3G. Um, but to give you, I think for me, like the number that makes it the easiest to kind of um, make some sense of this all is that O2 in Germany, Telefonica O2 has said that because they have already completed 3G sunsetting in 2021, and they are saying that it saves them around 60 gigawatt hours a year. So for me, that's the um, probably easiest way to um, imagine that. Because sorry, I realize I've kind of just, um, yeah, uh, said a whole lot of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. And um, I, yeah, I'm sorry, just to maybe, sorry. Yeah, you in, in your article, I remember you kind of likened uh, some of the energy efficiencies to charging smartphones. Uh, you know, how much uh, charging savings there would be. Yeah, so that's something that I think EE estimates that, um, yeah, refarming spectrum will save um, enough power to basically fully charge four to six billion smartphones, um, which is, yeah, an awful quite lot. Quite a few. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. quite a few, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's almost one, one smartphone per person on the planet. Um, but yeah, they could just charge once um, anyhow. So um, yeah, but it's also, I think, like it's good to think about this into kind of this two benefits to energy efficiency, I think. The first one is that um, obviously you can reduce um, CO2 emissions. And this will, I think, really depend on the energy mix that um, in the country where the operator is active and whether or not they're kind of using clean energy. There's one estimate from, um, I think, the GSMA, which kind of um, said that, you know, if a country of around 80 million people doesn't refund the spectrum, it's kind of, it adds between two and three million tons of CO2 equivalent uh, to their emissions over a 10 year period. So it's not, you know, it's, it's not nothing. Um, and then obviously there is the, um, there's also obviously a substantial cost saving involved in cutting energy consumption. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's it's just really important to um, point out because as consumers, we, we probably don't often think enough about um, the energy requirement to powering our, our smartphones and our use of, of the network. Um, you know, we just think about, oh, like charging the battery, but we don't think so much about what goes into powering the network. So uh, that's really important. Uh, just to wrap up, what kind of impact does turning off 3G have on future 5G deployments? Yeah, so I think a lot of it has to do with the kind of spectrum aspect of things where you know as i said it's kind of spectrum is obviously limited resource and it's often really expensive to to acquire so um it allows operators to reuse spectrum that's kind of currently um taken up by 2g and 3g and uses for 4g 5g so that means that obviously with those technologies that means that that spectrum can be used to carry much more um data traffic because obviously um, these are more powerful technologies. So that's why it's um, quite important for 
software operators and already kind of in some countries you can see um, congestion in the network so this kind of further stresses the need for um yeah to use spectrum as efficiently as possible right Gotcha. Uh, well, thanks, Teresa. This has been really uh, helpful in, in seeing, um, you know, what the progress and what we can expect um, for when 2G and 3G will be turned off. Uh, and look forward to future updates on it. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you so much, Teresa, for taking the time to talk today. And thank you to our wonderful producer, Pierre Landrio, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.